0: Mother's Day is just around the corner, and it's time to pamper the special mom in your life. And what better way than with the Osea's limited-edition skincare sets, featuring clean, vegan, cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been making seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. This Mother's Day, Osea has two limited edition sets that are perfect for gifting or keeping for yourself. Their advanced eye care duo brightens, awakens, and firms the skin around your eyes, while the golden glow body trio nourishes and smooths the skin all over. Both sets are packaged in giftable boxes. They're so beautiful, you can skip the wrapping. And the best part? For a limited time, you can save up to $46 on Osea's sets. Plus, get free shipping. That's Mother's Day made easy. This Mother's Day, get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOM at oseamalibu.com. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off site-wide.
1: I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C.,
5: Monday morning, September 13th, 2021, the Beating the Book podcast. It's Gil Alexander. Glad you could join us for another year of Guessing Lines, along with Chrissy Andrews, my mishpocha. Now, for those who are new to this, uh, the Megapod is podcast only. Guessing Lines we do on the Vegas Stats and Information Network on a numbers game each and every Monday, me and Chrissy. The tried and true tradition that we've done for the better part of a decade now. Uh, It's a tribute to the old Stardust radio show of the same Really, theme where – by the way, it was Roxy Roxborough back in the day – where we try to extract value for the upcoming week's NFL lines. First, look at them. What I do is I stay in a cocoon. I don't know the lines. I give my best guess as to what I think they should be or will be, and Chrissy then tells me his explanation as to why he's putting up what he does. Sometimes I'm close. Sometimes I'm wildly wrong, but within that exercise – We hope, once again, to extract value. Again, some themes from yesterday to start things off. And the reason I'm starting this solo here is because our audio is a little janky on the radio side this morning. So 98% of it's intact, but the first three minutes didn't make it. So I'll basically review those first three minutes. Just a review of week one. NFC West, all those teams won. NFC North, all of them lost. Eagles, Dolphins, and Texans, sole possession of first place after one week in their respective divisions, the NFC East, the AFC East, and the AFC South. One of those teams, perhaps not like the other. I'll let you decide which. And uh, some other takeaways from week one, which we'll get into because we'll go game by game here and we'll review everything that happened yesterday on our look ahead till next week. But coaches seeming, seemingly more willing to go for it on fourth down now in all kinds of situations, some to the good, some to the bad. Um, also, no one runs the ball anymore. And as far as contests are concerned, well, the biggest quirk, circa millions and circa survivor. 21 people managed not to get their entries in in millions. Eight managed to fail to submit their entries in Survivor. That will never cease to amaze me. (laughs) Ridiculous. Giants at Washington is the first game Thursday night. The Giants lose to the Broncos yesterday, and they do so... Pretty badly, 27 to 13. Broncos easily cover the two and a half point spread. But as far as the Giants, Daniel Jones, 22 of 37. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked twice. Six carries for 27 yards and a touchdown. But that touchdown was meaningless at the end of the game. But a fumble lost. Daniel Jones fumbling inside the red zone with the Giants driving late in the third quarter. Down 17 to 7. For Jones, it is his NFL worst. 18th fumble lost since entering the NFL in 2019. Brutal. Until he cleans that up, nothing else matters. Barkley, Saquon, 10 of 26 on the ground in his return of injury from injury, rather, the long run of five yards. And then there's head coach Joe Judge. How embarrassing does this get? Calling a timeout as they review the third quarter Bridgewater to a Quigbudam touchdown. Didn't matter, 17 to 7 Broncos. Brutal once again. As they reviewed a third quarter Teddy Bridgewater touchdown, which is reviewed automatically. Automatically, and the refs had to come over to him, the officials, and say, "Hey, we got to dock you a timeout." <laughs> so that's fun. Joe Judge in midseason form. That was a—I uh, want to pronounce this correctly Okwikbunam uh, Bunam touchdown. Bridgewater to Okwikbunam. Bunam. Uh, didn't matter. Seventeen to seven at that point. Uh, Denver. Washington loses. This was the this was the most popular play in circa by a country mile. Washington over the Chargers yesterday. Yeah. Fourteen hundred and five people selected Washington. I, I'm a I grew up a Washington football team fan. Why?
4: Well, the favorite flipped, and a lot of these guys they just play the number. You know, they don't want to be left behind because they feel that you know you have a, a number that has run, and they either want to be in on it or don't want to miss the boat because everybody else is going to have that winner. And uh, that's I think that's the reason it got played. Uh, I really I thought the opening line was okay. We opened uh, the Chargers one and a half. You know, it flipped to two, and I even saw some two and a half on Washington uh, come post-time. So, guys didn't want to miss out on uh, what they felt was a very sharp hand. I and mean, maybe it would have been had Fitzpatrick stayed and in the whole game. Maybe.
5: Maybe. Maybe. Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, to your point, three of six for 13 yards until he was sacked and then hurt his hip on that sack. Taylor uh, Taylor Heineke. Nice to have him as backup, I guess. 11 of 15 for 122, one touchdown, no picks. He did not get sacked. Uh, Gibson, Antonio Gibson, was 20 of 90, but two fumbles, one of which was a brutal fumble lost inside the five yard line when it looked like Washington might be in control of that game. Only 262 total yards of offense for Washington. They were out uh, time of possession. 36-03 to 23-57. The killer, they gave up a 15-play drive to the Chargers that ran out the last 6 minutes and 43 seconds of that game, and Washington ends up losing to the Chargers 20-16. to By the way, the Giants' final score was Denver 27, Giants 13, as Denver easily covered those two and a half. Uh, all that to say, the guess, Chrissy, to start things off, Washington's at home, uh, short week for both. I'll, I'll say Washington by four and a half.
4: Let this be documented. Jeff, I like your number better.
5: Ah, I believe is. we may have one a t-shirt game
4: one game in. We're one for one. So <laughs> t- that's a t-shirt available to be store, by the way. <laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah. I see the game uh, four, circus running the game three and a half. I, I like your number better. Um, you know, a couple things here. First of all, I'm not downgrading Washington much, a little bit because I think Fitzpatrick does mean a little bit, you know, but not not all that much. Uh, Heineke, I liked them in college, and I everything I've seen of him in the pros, I like them there too. This giant team is bad. bad. That's a bad team, and I thought maybe they were going to be a little better this year. I don't mean, you know, ten and seven, but I thought maybe knocking on the door of, you know eight and nine maybe even nine and eight but daniel jones looks terrible their defense was not good against a very mediocre offense um you know my power ratings come to like a six on this game and and i'm giving nobody much for home field at all uh so i like your number better and i think i'm gonna actually open the four and a half and i'm gonna let them take a bite on it um you know, because I just this giant team is bad, and I don't see anybody rushing on the windows to bet this team. It's amazing. As long, as long as you keep losing the football
5: via the fumble, it erases any good that you did yeah. before that. Yeah. Jeff, let's go to Sunday. Jeff
6: Carls. All right. Let's go to Sunday indeed,
5: and we will go to New Orleans at Carolina. New Orleans at Carolina. Wow. How about New Orleans yesterday? Uh, New Orleans at Jacksonville, neutral site. New Orleans ends up beating Green, uh, Green Bay 38-3. to Jameis Winston becomes the first quarterback in the Super Bowl era to throw for five touchdowns and fewer than 150 yards. He ends up with 148, 14 of 20 for 148, five touchdowns, no picks, wasn't sacked. Alvin Kamara, 20 for 83 on the ground, three of eight, oh, excuse me, 20 of 83, yes, on the ground, three of eight uh, through the air with a touchdown. Deontay Harris, two catches for 72 and a touch. Jawan Johnson could be the real find for New Orleans at tight end. Three catches for 21 yards, two touchdowns. Speaking of going for it on fourth, which I talked about at the top, Sean Payton went for it fourth and seven at the Green Bay 41 with five minutes and eight seconds left in the second quarter, up 10 to nothing, mm. then went for it fourth and goal at the So one-and-a-half-yard line, if you will. Jameis to Juwan Johnson touchdown. So Peyton really willing to take chances. Five touchdowns and one field goal on the Saints' first seven drives, plus three in turnovers. That'll do it for you every time. Who are they playing? Carolina, you said? At Carolina. This is just a note I had. It has nothing to do with anything. Carolina has a 6-foot-5-inch, 258-pound kicker.
4: (laughs) I saw that. Ryan (laughs) Santoso.
5: Good God. Uh, Darnold for Carolina in the Panthers' win over the Jets yesterday, and they do cover, does Carolina, uh, by the score of 19-14. to 14. Darnold was 24-35 of 35 for 279, one touchdown, no picks, sacked once, one rushing touchdown. And McCaffrey, back from the injury, fills up a stat sheet, 21 for 98 on the ground, nine catches for 89 yards. Uh, after New Orleans' performance yesterday, as, as solid as Carolina seemed to be, it's hard to tell how good the Jets are. I said Saints minus three is a road favorite.
4: Um, I see the game three with a lot of juice on the favorite. I see one, three and a half juice on the dog. Three is probably the predominant number. I think I'm going to open this one three and a half. Uh, I I liked what I saw. You know, listen, I've been saying this for years. I haven't really, like, beat the drum on it, but I thought Drew Brees was maybe a little overrated. I thought Sean Payton. Really? I did, yeah. I didn't put him in the category with Manning and then Brady and even Roethlisberger. I I didn't have him in that category, you know, and a lot of people did. They're right under Rodgers, I guess. Um, I thought Peyton was really a key to make what made Drew Brees what he was. Now, could he fix Jameis Winston? I wasn't sure. So far, so I'm good. still not sure. Yeah, <laughs> but he looked awfully good yesterday. Not, there was never a question about his talent, you know. But was he going to throw the ball over the field and create a lot of turnovers for himself? Uh, he didn't do that, you know. And uh, I, you know, so I, I like this. Carolina, uh, I like this. Saints team. I thought their defense looked really good, obviously. Yeah. I think we'll get to that, too. Yeah. I, I think their defense looked really good. So, i like three and a half here a little bit. I don't want to open three because I know that's going to be a one-way number. I mean, to your point, and this is way too early to talk about this, but
5: yeah. Sean Payton becomes, I think, just by virtue of that yesterday, your front runner out of the shoot. For coach of the year, obviously there's so much more to talk yeah. about. But, but if it was just a one-game season, he's your coach of the year based on what we saw yesterday. And could it be that Jameis Winston, because he's a veteran, because and last year he got to really hold the clipboard, right. as we used to talk about it. Um, it's, it, it. That and the combination of Sean Payton, maybe this ends up being fabulous.
4: Well, I'll tell you, you know, talk to some young quarterbacks, some who were greatly influenced by their mentor. And I'm looking at Patrick Mahomes. <coughs> Excuse me. You know, and, you know, there was a, a perfect guy for Winston to learn under, and that would be Drew Brees, and then Sean Payton, too. And they, and if he learned, this kid has all the talent in the world. If he figured out how to hold on to the ball, they're going to be really good, and he's going to be good.
5: Well, haven't embarrassed myself yet, but I promise you I will with some guesses. <laughs> we'll come back to more early games on Guessing Lines, the numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network. Mm-hmm. Uh, thinking what the line ought to be. And then Chrissy's telling us where he is actually going to post the number. And perhaps in that sort of exercise you will find value. And many times, as you and I have talked about for many years, our first reaction is our best reaction. Then we spend four or five days killing ourselves, screwing ourselves quite <laughs> Telling frankly. us how wrong we were on, uh, <laughs> in
4: the beginning when we were really right. But uh, <laughs> that's human nature. Kill. I don't yeah, think we're getting away from that. We are, we are definitely not getting away from that.
5: Jeffrey, uh, next early... 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern slot game. The first place Houston Texans
6: on the road to Cleveland.
5: Texans beat Jacksonville 37-21. to 21. Crushed them. It wasn't that close. Chat boy, Urban. We'll get to Jacksonville in a little bit. Oh, yeah. I felt that Urban Meyer thing feels too much like Steve Spurrier to me. Anyway, back to Houston, though. They win. David Culley's 1-0, and, and they're a top sole possession, atop the NFC, Excuse me, the AFC uh, South. Terod Taylor, 21 of 33 for 291, two touchdowns, no picks, sacked once, four for 40 on the ground. Mark Ingram, 26 of 85 and a touchdown on the ground. Dalvin, uh, excuse me, pardon me, Brandon Cooks, his uh, number one receiver, five for 132. They were 12 of 21 on third down where the Texans. They were plus three in turnovers. And since the start of last season, Houston is three and zero versus the Jaguars and two and 12 versus the rest of the NFL. So there's that. And then Cleveland, even in defeat. By the way, I in-gamed Cleveland money line, thinking they were going to win oh, this. Yeah. Uh, they even scored a touchdown to go up nine again. I was like, I'm yeah. feeling good about it. he's like, how many ways are we going to get screwed by Mahomes here? And sure enough, Cleveland loses to Kansas City. No shame in that. 33-29. to Probably should have won, but Baker Mayfield with a bad pick late. Uh, no wins in week one in 17 years now for the Browns. Speaking of, of fourth down stuff or extra, uh, also just, just good coaching maneuvering. Stefanski, Kevin Stefanski reigning coach of the year, went for two up six to nothing when there was a penalty on the defense. So they got the ball, to the one yard line made it uh-huh. eight, eight to nothing smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he went for it. <clears throat> pardon me. Fourth and one at the five up eight to three. They end up scoring a touchdown on the play. Um, so that was, that was awesome, too. Mayfield, though, as I said, 21 of 28 for 321, no touchdowns, the one pick late that sealed it for the Chiefs, bad pass. Bad pass, should have never thrown it, sacked twice. Chubb, 15 of 83, two touchdowns. Hunt, 6 of 33 to touchdown, 457 total yards in defeat, but they were minus two in turnovers. Uh, and the biggest play of this game, Cleveland and Kansas City, uh, they're in their first punt formation of the day, the Browns are. They're up 29-27 to 27 with 8.42 left. Oh. And Jamie Gillen drops a snap that hits him right in the hands. Like, couldn't have been a better snap. Just drops it. Then instead of punning it upon picking it up, uh, which he appeared to have plenty of room to do upon replay, and I thought so in live action too, he takes off like he thinks he's Daryl Green. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the end of that. Um, Raise your hand
4: if you know who Daryl Green yeah. is.
5: <laughs> All you NFL fastest man, historical knowledge people out there. He's a Hall of Famer, by the way, class of 2008.
4: And was like 39 and still the fastest man yes. in the league.
5: <laughs> yeah, he was, like break, he was like breaking unbelievable records at the age of 50, sprinting. He wanted to do it at 60. I don't think he did it. So Cleveland's hosting Houston. Was that at
4: Cleveland's hosting? Cleveland's hosting, yeah.
5: I'm not going to overreact to what I saw from Houston. So I'm probably going to go high on this. I think it sh- – my hunch is I'm going to be high here. I'll say Cleveland minus 13.
4: Ready? I like your number better. Yes. It's uh, 11 and a half. I see Circa is all the way to 12 and a half with this game. You know, my power ratings come to 14 and a half. Now, that's, uh, now I understand that that's a little high. Okay. That'd be a one-way number if you open that. But let's not forget last year, one first game of the yes. year, yes. knocked out half the Circa well, Survivor including, Contest, including, including yours. My, yeah. my other one. Um, it beat the playoff-bound Indianapolis Colts. Never won another game the rest of the year. I, I'm 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 with you. I'm not overrating Houston off one game beating the. The aforementioned Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. So my number, uh, like I said, my power rating, strict power rating, and I've talked about this on the show numerous times over a big favorite, diminishing returns, a little too high. But I like the 12.5 that the circuit had, and I'm going to open 12.5 because I, you know, I think this needs to be uh, a big, big number because the Texans look for them to become the Texans starting next week.
5: And there was nothing about Cleveland that uh-huh. made me think they're not elite. In that game.
4: No, I mean, for the last couple years, the problem with Cleveland, not last year, of course, but, you know, been quarterback, head coach. Now, I think Mayfield's pretty good. He did have a bad pass at the end of the game. Yeah, you know, I think they still had a shot to win it. Uh, but he's a pretty good quarterback. And Stefanski's a hell of a coach. Awesome. Yeah, so, I mean, Cle- Cleveland's for real. They're going to be here all year.
5: Yeah, I can't imagine anybody betting Houston at 11 and a half. Man, uh, I can't them, either. Yeah, that, that thing's going to go up to me. What's next, Jeffrey? The tied-for-first-place
6: Cincinnati Bengals (laughs) on the road at the Andy Dalton-led Chicago
5: Bears. I'm I'm so bitter because I had Minnesota as as a couple of my survivors. I had Minnesota in the contest. There should have been a push, and Dalvin Cook fumbled it. We'll get to that. But Cincinnati, with their first September win in three seasons— Under Zach Taylor. Let me repeat that. Mm. Cincinnati with their first September win in three seasons under Zach Taylor. They beat Minnesota 27 to 24 in the first. The only game since overtime was instituted in 1974 since it was instituted in 1974 for the game to be forced into overtime with 0-0 on the clock on a Joseph 50 plus yard field goal. And then the game to be decided with 0-0 left in the clock in overtime. First time ever since 74. I didn't realize. Is that right? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Cincinnati was up. To, but here's Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor did everything he could not to make this happen, though. They were up 21-7. to The Bengals were fourth and one at their own 30. And they go for it. The hell was that? Joe Mixon, no gain. Four plays later, it was 21-14. And the rally was on. And again, as I mentioned, they had to survive a Dalvin Cook fumble in plus territory and overtime to win. For those of us who had the Vikings, we're like, oh, we're pushing this. No problem. And then Dalvin Cook puts another on one. I was on the wrong end of both the Dalvin Cook and the Damian Harris fumbles yesterday. It's like after a near 30-unit hardcore season in tennis, football was like, welcome back, Gil. <laughs> it's the worst. God, is this ridiculous. Uh, Joe Burrow Joe Burrow, 20 of 27 for 261. Two touchdowns, no uh, picks, but he was sacked five times again, Chris. So, like, he just keeps getting on the ground. Mixon was 29 of 4-127 uh, and a touchdown. Jamar Chase, big rookie debut for Jamar Chase. Five catches for 101 and a touchdown. Uh, at Chicago, you said, Chicago coming off the Sunday night game where they got housed by the Rams 34-14. That was a weird game because look at the Rams were going to kill him and then Chicago hung around. Dalton was 27 of 38 for 206, no touchdowns uh one pick he was sacked three times Justin Fields got in for two passes two of two for 10 but his uh his first run capped it was a touchdown. His first run in the pros capped a 16-play, 81-yard drive in the third quarter. That took 9 minutes and 38 seconds. Montgomery was their big workhorse, 16 of 108 in a touchdown, one catch for 10. They were out time of possession by the Rams, 35-14 to 24-46. Uh, Chicago by three. Can't be anything else, right?
4: Yeah, that's uh, that's exactly what my power ratings come to, and that's what I'm going to hang on this game. And, uh, you know, I've said before, I, I'm, I root for a lot of these young players. I want the league to thrive. And I think Joe Burrow is going to be a really good quarterback if he gets the right coaching. I'm not sure he's going to get the right coaching sure with this either. staff. Zach Taylor, I, he, the guy just looks completely clueless to me. You know, He read somewhere, I guess, that you're supposed to go for it on fourth down. I say that and, all the time. Yeah, he must have saw that in a newspaper article, <laughs> and he's going for it on his own 30 while he's up by 14. That's not when you do that. Um, I do believe that some of these guys now think –
5: that's what they're supposed to do, right. aren't really exercising their brains.
4: Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, and, but, you know, what can we say about the Bears coaching staff? What, Andy Dalton? I think somebody, Jeff Fogle, by the way, if you're not following Jeff Fogle on Twitter, you need to follow him. He has great analyses of these games. But I think it was he that pointed out one pass of 15 yards or more. Jeez. And it wasn't completed. I mean, he just threw it 15 yards. Um, so there's some coaching difficulties on Chicago as well. But I think three, I mean, that's, I think. What else are you gonna do? What, Wherever they—that was exactly. If right. they move me one way or the other, God bless them. That, but that's so where I'm gonna open. I
5: it. probably took a, a half a second to think about that line. <laughs> yeah, it's Chicago minus three because it could, probably shouldn't be anything else. And Chicago's defense, which is supposed to be their strength, certainly against the Rams didn't look any good.
4: It, it, it one step above mediocre, I would say. I mean, yeah. they had some glaring—I uh. never saw receivers that open. And Stafford ain't gonna miss them guys. No way.
5: What a, what we'll a, get to him too, yeah, but one looked pretty good. What a difference for the Rams, at least uh, through one game from golf to Stafford. Uh, all right, we'll continue. Guessing lines. 10 a.m. game specific, 1 p.m. Eastern. A whole bunch, I would imagine, a full slate. Week number two in the National Football League after a fascinating week one, to say the least. Coming back on Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
7: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: It's Gil Alexander. It's Chris Z. Andrews. It's Guessing Lines for Week 2 in the National Football League, where we try to uh, extract some value. First look at the upcoming weekend's National Football League lines on the heels of a Week 1 that, uh, for me personally, was quite frustrating. With, again, the mm. Damian harris the Damian Harris. Uh, Damian Harris, Dalvin Cook, Kinnellah, of fumbles.
4: Yeah, you're on the wrong end of those, yeah. but uh, you know, I got to tell you, the book we we had a starting even with Thursday. It was a tremendous week, so no I'm, complaints here.
5: I'm sure there were not. You are wearing a tie, yeah, which I don't want to bury the headline, which no. is very nice of you to wear a tie and not just any tie. Don't get used to it.
4: and and who's on there for those who can't see it for those who can't see this is my Pittsburgh Steelers tie I believe I may have worn it once in my life I think the day Chuck Noll passed away I I put it on but I was telling my wife you know as soon as I saw the schedule that if the Steelers win week one I am wearing this on Gil show on Sunday morning and I busted it out of the closet Brushed a little of the dust off of it,
5: yeah, and uh, here I am. Biggest upset of the weekend in week one.
4: It was a big one, but uh, you know we're going to get to the Steelers right now, I guess, and we'll, I'll let you go first.
5: That is the game we have, Jeff.
4: The
6: Las Vegas Raiders and the Pittsburgh Steelers.
5: Oh, am I going to have to be put to the screws on a guess here? We don't, of course. The Vegas Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders have not played yet. They play uh, Baltimore tonight, a very hamstrung by injury Ravens team. With the Raiders four-point dogs tonight, but as far as the Steelers yesterday, first half of this game against Buffalo, and Pittsburgh ends up winning this game by the score of 23-16. to But the first half of this game, Pittsburgh ends up with 53 total yards, five punts, and didn't cross the 50-yard line. That's the first half. Mm. Zero points, and everyone at halftime says, oh boy, this team is bad. Big Ben ends the day eighteen of thirty-two for one eighty-eight, one touchdown, no picks. He was sacked twice. Najee, eh, sixteen for forty-five, one catch for four, only two hundred fifty-two total yards for the Pittsburgh Steelers. This game, uh, the biggest play of this game, we were talking about how the you know there was the big play in that Browns Chiefs game was that punt that wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big play of this game was the it was thirteen to ten Pittsburgh, thirteen to ten Pittsburgh, just under ten minutes left. And Miles Killebrew blocks Matt Hawks, Matt Hawk's punt. Ulysses Gilbert, the third, recovers and scores. And that special teams touchdown is what sent this into the stratosphere for Pittsburgh. They end up winning it. And again, as six and a half point dogs, the biggest outright upset of the week, killed a lot of teasers, I would imagine, killed a lot of money line parlays on Buffalo. Was that more, what was your biggest takeaway from that game? Was it Pittsburgh's, you know, eh? They still didn't look good even though they won. They needed that special team's touchdown to do it. Or was the was the Buffalo Bills falling below expectations? What was the biggest takeaway?
4: Well, I have a couple that I could talk about this game for the rest of this whole show. Uh, I, you know, there's a couple teams I pointed out in the beginning of the year. You know, just uh, some friends on that. I thought the Giants were going to be better than expected. I thought the Bills might not be quite as good as expected. Because everybody has them penciled in as maybe the second best team in the AFC. I'm not so sure. The thing about the Steelers, a couple things. First of all, a lot of people knock Mike Tomlin as a coach, as a strategist. It's probably legit as a strategist. I think he can be very inspirational to the players on the field, certainly. But a big key for almost anybody in this league anymore is how good are your assistants? He I mean, you got, you got a new offensive assistant, Matt, Canada, uh, excuse me, Matt Canada, who I think is going to be pretty good, be good for Ben. So I think they made great adjustments at the half. Also, the thing about football that makes it different than any other sport, it's big plays can turn games around. Now, who makes big plays? Great athletes make big plays. Steelers have some great athletes, particularly on defense. Looking at Minka Fitzpatrick, I think one of the best safeties in the league. TJ Watt, of some guys saying he's the best player in the league. I'm not ready to quite go there yet, Huge. but but he's pretty far up there. But they got... Their, that, Bush, Bush also. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. That, that, that team is peppered with some great athletes, and they're going to make some big plays. And Ben looked pretty good, still have a lot of questions about that offensive line. But... Uh, I tweeted out yesterday. Rumors of the Steelers' demise have been greatly overrated. <laughs> I mean, they're going to be in there. I think for in the thick of the of the playoff race. And once you get in the playoffs, I mean, anything can happen. But I think they're they're going to be right there till the end. And we'll talk a little bit more about the Ravens when we get there yeah. at that point in time. But uh, this is a I think this is a good team, not a great team. But uh, mm-hmm. I I my my takeaway obviously from yesterday was very positive.
5: Pittsburgh is hosting who the Ravens or the Raiders?
4: The Raiders. Raiders. The Raiders.
5: Okay, so Raiders sight unseen. Should I make a guess here? Just sure. Sight unseen? Yeah,
4: we got a lot of numbers up there.
5: Uh, I don't, I mean, I have no idea. Four and a
4: half? Pittsburgh? I I almost like your number better, but not quite. I see six out there. Ooh. My power ratings come to five and a half, which that's that's kind of a leap from five and a half to six. Although oh, we had a five and an eight show up yesterday on my ties win card, so yeah, there are a lot of numbers out there that are live. I don't uh, think I'd be comfortable laying Pittsburgh six. Eight. I wouldn't be that comfortable yeah. either. First of all, I expect the Raiders to look pretty good tonight. Yeah. You know we'll maybe get to that later. Uh, but I also and I we had the seminar here on Friday and I talked about oh yeah home field. Is almost non-existent the home field advantage. So don't pencil in like three and just you know go home and think ah, that's fine. It's a lot less. And the thing about the Steelers, yeah, they win a lot at home, but they win a lot on the road too. You know, so I think home field is you know my standard number now is like one and a half. You know, I've been saying for years in Washington, it's zero. Yeah, well, yeah I mean, some teams are zero, like yeah. Washington's a zero, uh, Jacksonville's a zero, you know. It's um, getting to the point with Washington where I almost feel like it's better on the road. They, it's almost, you know, negative. That's they why. might be, you know, but uh, I think I don't want to give teams, you know, a three-point advantage for home field, and that's why I think six is a little too high. I'd like, uh, I like five and a half better, although I'm probably going to open six just because I don't want to mess around with it too much before tonight's game.
5: Okay, still to come, obviously, tonight, the, uh, the Raiders in action again against the Ravens. One more, Jeffrey, before the break here. The first-place Miami Dolphins hosting the Buffalo Bills. Oh. All right, so Buffalo we just talked about. Josh Allen was 30 of 51 for, uh, what was it, 270-something? I left out a digit here. One touchdown, no picks, uh, th- sacked three times. He was nine for 44 on the ground. Stephon Diggs was his number one receiver, nine of 69. But they had eight penalties for 81 yards. I just mentioned the big play when they were down 13 to 10, and just under 10 minutes left, the block punt. Matt Hawks punt blocked. By Killebrew, Gilbert scores, and the uh, Steelers were off to the races. Uh, Buffalo allowed 17 total points in the fourth quarter, including that block punt touchdown. And they only had one touchdown on 11 possessions, the Bills. And then there's Miami. Miami wins. They beat the Patriots. I mentioned the Damian Harris touchdown. By the way, uh, the final score was Pittsburgh 23, Buffalo 16. I mentioned the Damian Harris uh, fumble late in that New England game. Does that mean New England would have won? No, but they would have been in the driver's seat and would have been in the driver's seat to cover. Miami ends up winning that game seventeen to sixteen on the road in New England as three and a half point dogs. Tua now seven and three as a starter. I can already hear Lombardi screaming <laughs> screaming at that number because uh Yes, perhaps there is some smoke and mirrors there, but he's seven and three straight up as a starter. He was sixteen of twenty-seven for two hundred two, one touchdown, uh, one pick, was sacked twice. He did have a touchdown rushing as well. Devontae Parker four for eighty-one. Jalen Waddell, four of sixty-one with a touchdown. Again, all these rookies had big days. Uh, Trey Lance threw a touchdown pass on his first pass. We mentioned Justin Fields' first run was a touchdown uh, in, in Philadelphia. Devontae Smith touchdown on his first catch. Well, Waddle had a touchdown, four of sixty-one, two hundred fifty-nine total yards. That's it though for the Dolphins. They were out time of possession 36-43 to thirty-six forty-three to twenty-three seventeen. Again, it's a one week. I don't want to go crazy, so I'm going to say Buffalo is still the favorite, and I'll say by a field goal on the road.
4: Boy, I tell you what, we're going to sell out of those t shirts. I like your number a little better. Mine come to like two and a half Buffalo, although I see three and a half. I'm probably going to open it three and a half because, you know, we do everything at 11 to 10. Uh, if I open three, it just opens the door for me, it's something that I'm going to have to fight all week because I'm going to go back and forth between that three, three and a half thing. But I like three better. I'm going to open three and a half just, you know, for strategic purposes, but like the three a little bit better. Like I said, and I really didn't downgrade Buffalo off my original power ratings off of yesterday's, uh, Performance, but I do think if there's a team out there that has a chance to maybe disappoint us a little bit, I think it's the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, and uh, I know what Lombardi says, but I'll tell you what, that's another case where I think good coaching can make a player, uh, particularly a young quarterback, you know, a lot better, and poor coaching can make them a lot worse. I think this kid's getting some pretty good coaching, yeah, to a Tua. you know, yeah. I mean, listen, he got taught by Nick Saban. Pretty good coach. I think this Miami team, this David Flores, remember two years ago, they were talking about tanking for Tua. Instead, he should have been coach of the year. He made this team good. I mean, they have a good coaching staff, I, and he's a good coach. I wish Brian Flores was coach of the year as I had a ticket on him, yes. Yeah, I well, I'll tell you I, what. Yeah. You had a pretty good beef there because I yeah. thought he did a hell of a job. And, I, you know, right now I think this team, there's teams that play up to their potential, you know, and I think Miami might be one of those teams that play down to their potential. The Bears look like they might be one of those teams, you know. But I, I, I think Miami's going to be pretty good this year. Oh, by the way, it's just got a newsflash: Ryan Fitzpatrick is out for Thursday.
5: Is out for Thursday. Short, uh, short week. That's yeah, short
4: week. And you know, he is a little long in the tooth. And Heineke, I think, will be just fine. But anyway, uh, I'm going to open three and a half. Although I do like the three better. I think that's a better number. Ryan Fitzpatrick, 37 years of age. We think
5: of him as like 47 years. Yeah, age, but 37. Well, that beard. <laughs> that beard. That beard will do it for sure. All right. Uh, more early games, full slate next week. Guessing lines on a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Coming back. Skill Alexander, Chris Andrews, guessing lines for week two here on a numbers game at and the Sports Betting Network, and, of course, the Beating the Book podcast, where Chrissy and I have done this for almost a decade now. And I just want to say, because I don't want to bury the headline, I don't want to take it for granted, you're here in studio. There was a time here not so far long ago where we couldn't do this.
4: No, I was, uh, well, I mean, probably a lot of people know, unless they're new listeners, I was recovering from a bone marrow transplant. My uh, immune system was greatly compromised. It should be normal now, you know. But, uh, you know, we're both vaccinated yes. and, uh, you know. And, and, then and then there was that. And then there was that. And then there was COVID. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been an interesting couple of years for me health-wise. But I feel great now, and here I am. It's awesome.
5: Love having you here. Um, can't replace it. Jeff, what's next mornings? Los Angeles Rams at the Indianapolis Colts. Los Angeles Rams and the Indianapolis Colts. Rams 1-0, and Colts 0-1. Rams, as we mentioned, beat the Bears last night 34-14. to I thought it was a strange game because it looked like the Rams were going to blow them out of the stadium. And then the Bears were hanging around. And then if you really thought about it, it was like two big plays by the Rams. Their defense got this interception in the end zone. So there was a way to think about it. Like, well, the bears might even, they should be winning this game at one point. Anyway, 34 to 14 in the end in Matthew Stafford's debut Colts lose to Seattle. 28 to 16. We'll get to Russell Wilson's superlatives coming up. But Stafford, yesterday against the Bears in his debut, 20 of 26 for 321, three touchdowns, no picks, and a sack. And you could tell his teammates, like when he threw that first bomb to uh, Van Jefferson, and Jefferson caught it, went to the ground. The Bears didn't feel the need to touch him, he gets up and scores. Um, it was a uh, 67-yard touchdown pass. He was two, two, two catches for 80 yards and a touchdown, Jefferson. But you saw they, they flashed to Aaron Donald and to Jalen Ramsey. And you could tell those Rams teammates are like, oh, this is what it's <laughs> like to have a quarterback like this. Uh, Daryl Henderson on the ground, 16 of 70 for a touchdown. Cooper Cup was awesome. Seven for 108 in a touchdown. And most of that was yak, yeah. where he just refuses to go yeah. down. He's like, you're not tackling me, and you're not tackling me. There are plus two in turnovers uh, were the Rams against the Bears. The Colts. Um, I'll be honest with you, I only saw bits and parts of this game because it was not like a big red zone featured game and it was on a far TV. But Carson Wentz was 25 of 38 for 251, two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked three times. Jonathan Taylor, 17 of 56 on the ground, six catches, 60 yards. That's eight straight. He was talked about the Browns having lost 17 straight uh, openers. That's eight straight season opening losses for the Colts over the last eight years, eight straight. Um, But the Rams are the Rams, and I've got them to win the NFC. I have a plus 615 ticket on them. I know it's not the best number that you could have had this off season, but I'm thrilled to have it. I would imagine there's six-point road favorites against the Colts. I'll throw six out there.
4: Uh, it's four. And that's exactly what my power ratings come to. So I have no beef with that number. Wow. Um, I don't want to downgrade the Colts too much. I don't think they looked very good yesterday. But did they look not not that good or did Seattle look really good? Um, So I didn't downgrade the Colts at all. It's it's one game. I think they're going to be. Like, okay, this year. I still don't know what to think about Wentz. Not at all. But the Rams, again, I had them rated pretty high and uh, obviously left them rated pretty high. And I think four is a pretty good number here.
5: I was going to say that's my first rather poor guess, I think. Six, huh?
4: Versus the four. Just four. Just
5: four. Interesting. What's next, Jeff?
6: The 49ers
5: at the Eagles. <laughs> okay. Uh, 49ers. This is this game was ridiculous. Yeah. So the 49ers are crushing Detroit. With, with two minutes left in this game, with two minutes left, they were up 24. They, they led by 24 points with two minutes left. And Detroit, they end up winning by eight. And Detroit had the ball at the San Francisco 24. <laughs> I was like, is this going to happen? I wanted it to happen so badly. I was like, please, For survivor, I guess, right? For survivor purposes, because uh, I didn't have San Francisco. Uh, but San Francisco ends up winning that game, as I said, by eight, holding on for dear life, 41 to 33. And for those who got the worst of the number, the seven and a half was there all summer long. And there's going to be some people like, oh, I can't believe bad beat. No, you could have you bet it all summer to people who got the eight and a half or the nine or whatever it was in the end. Uh, Garoppolo, 17 of 25 for 314. One touchdown, no picks. Uh, one sack under Kyle Shanahan now. San Francisco is 25 and 9 with Garoppolo, 7 and 27 with other starters. Trey Lance, as I mentioned, one pass, one touchdown, one of one for five yards. He did have a few other snaps, four other snaps to be exact. Elijah Mitchell, not Mostert, who got hurt on his second carry. Kyle Shanahan told it's not a torn ACL for Mostert. Not Trey Sermon, who was ruled inactive right before the game, but Elijah Mitchell. 19 of 104 for a touchdown. Shanahan can plug in whoever he wants, and the guy gains 100 yards. Debo Samuel was uh, Garoppolo's biggest uh, target, 9 for 189 and a touchdown, but, one of the, but, but almost what proved to be the costly fumble at the end that allowed Detroit to have the ball with a chance to tie it. Um, Debo had, looked like he had a game-clinching first down on a pass on third down, and then he got stripped of the ball as he crossed the, the uh, line to gain. As I said, led by 24 with two minutes left. Detroit got all the way to the San Francisco 24, down eight before stalling. Kittle, four of 78. 31 first half points for the Niners. Their most in a first half since 2008. They were minus two in turnovers, so they managed to overcome the minus two in turnovers. Cornerback Jason Verrett, though, does uh, appear to have a torn ACL. At least they fear that he has a torn ACL. As far as Philadelphia, Philadelphia crushes, and I do mean crushes the Falcons. This was my truly... Horrific pick of the week. I was on the Falcons. Philly destroyed them. Thirty-two to six in a game that quite frankly was every bit that much of a gap. Definitely. Uh, Jalen Hurts, twenty seven of thirty-five for two sixty four, three touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once. Seven of sixty two on the ground. He did fumble once. And as I mentioned, Devontae Smith, six of seventy one in touchdown. First catch, touchdown for the Heisman Trophy winner. Fourteen penalties for the Eagles for eighty nine yards. They're gonna have to clean that up. I will say San Francisco on the road, San Francisco on the road. Minus four at Philly.
4: I see the game three and a half and four. I'm going to open four. I see mostly three and a half though. Mm. I'm going to open four. I I don't want to go overboard on Philly because I think they beat a very very bad team, and I think the San Francisco team is really good, very well coached. They got very good personnel. I mean, they had a disastrous year last year with uh, all the injuries. Yeah, but uh, you know, well coached. You know, Garoppolo. I think a good quarterback. Guys are knocking him actually a little bit, and I think it's probably undeserved. Uh, but th- I think this is a really good team, and once again, I don't give all that much for home field. I think I gave the Eagles one and a half, which is, you know, about what normal, you know, but uh, I, think, I think four is a good number. I think actually ninety three. my power rating, strict power rating comes to five. So I, I lean towards the higher number here, and like I said, three and a half and four, I'm going to open four.
5: I'm trying to think from that first hour, like what number did
4: I like the best of the bunch? And I really, I'm trying to think. I'm a hard. Well, probably uh, the Rams. I guess you like. Uh, I do like the yeah. Rams. Probably the best. I can say. Who do you have rated higher, Rams or Niners? Rams. You do? I do. But that's. I mean, like that was
5: okay. the thing. The entire NFC West. I'll tell you that we're we'll get to. We'll get to Arizona. Yeah. That to me was the revelation of Week One. I think of all things that I took away from Week One, we were and we'll get to Arizona, but. That, te- like, again, the old Malcolm Gladwell blink thing that we yeah. talk about, there's something about that performance in week one. Certain teams that come, you know, that are, that, that we're not aware of are going to be really good for years to come. They come out in the week one of a season, a given season, and you're like, whoa, whoa, I missed this. You know, and I just, you just think of some of those teams, and I'll, of course, I'll go back to like Washington in 82, like certain teams where they just come out and you're like, okay, this is something we didn't anticipate. Arizona, and A.J. Green didn't even contribute. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves with Arizona. A.J. Green didn't even really contribute that, but all reports of him in camp is that he's back to being like the good green of, of his Cincinnati days. Kyler Murray, you and I have talked about this for years. Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray, those two guys, if you're betting against them, it's torture. And, man, so I, the NFC West just as a whole, because you asked me that question, I don't know. Between the Rams and the Niners and the, and the Cardinals and and obviously the Seahawks, one and O out of the shoot for everybody. I, I I wouldn't, if you told me all three playoff teams are coming from that division, yeah. I would not be surprised.
4: Remember, wasn't that long ago, like maybe three or four years ago, it was the worst division in football.
5: Yes. All three wild cards, by the way.
4: I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah but that's uh, yeah. it's clearly the best right now.
5: Clearly the best top yeah. to bottom. We knew that in the off season and corroborated anyway. In, uh in week one, by the way, Dan Campbell real quick in our last 30 seconds, um, <laughs> He spins that great, though, yesterday, right? Like, they're fighting. They fall all the way to the end. Yeah. Do you think they're as bad as we think they are? I think they are.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I think that last two minutes was an aberration. I'm not getting (laughs) swayed by that. I'm sorry.
5: (laughs) Onside kick recovery. There was only four recoveries
4: Yeah, I know.
5: All last year. Yeah. All right. We're out. We'll come back. Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
7: The numbers told the story, they always
4: do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on V-CEN. One of those idiots who believe in analytics.
5: Yes, I am. Guilty as charged. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSEN, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the VSEN app, Fubo Sling Game Plus, iHeartRadio, and of course,
4: YouTube TV. Christy, the YouTube, they got us on as well. Oh, do they really? really oh, they great. really do. I oh, appreciate okay. it matter of uh, fact, somebody just yesterday was telling me how great YouTube is. And they didn't mention VEASAN, me and you. I'm surprised. <laughs> how can you do that? Uh, all right. So uh, for those tuning
5: in who are like, hey, uh, what about you going to mention tennis yesterday? Yeah, but it's guessing line. So I'll just briefly mention it. For those who jumped on uh, Daniil Medvedev uh, before the tournament, plus 575 is where I had him. And I think uh, you'd have got him, if not that, somewhere just close to that number. He ends up beating Novak Djokovic in straight sets yesterday to cap off and we had Emma Raducanu the day before. We bet Emma Raducanu five different times in this tournament, four times as dogs. It caps off a remarkable U.S. Open for us and a remarkable hard court season. Uh, the U.S. Open ends up being over 10 units for us. If you add in the futures minus the Krijicova futures, which was a couple units down, it ends up being, you know, over 13 units, almost 14 units to the U.S. Open alone. And then the hard court season run is, oh, is, is 24.83 units, but if you add the future net of 3.75, it ends up being over 28 units in this hardcore season. And even if you got the worst of grading uh, with three matches along that run, you end up winning 25 units. So, I mean, I just – I really – everybody who was super uh, happy over there on Twitter and who listens to this show, um, all I can say is Indian Wells is in three weeks. Indian Wells is in three weeks. We'll try to continue it. Skill Alexander. It's Chrissy Andrews. What's next, Jeffrey Parles? Jeff Parlay, ladies and gentlemen, the Denver Broncos back
6: on the East Coast again against, oh boy, the Jacksonville Jaguars.
5: <laughs> I like how I like how Jeff is taking <laughs> license with the intros. How much he loves this. Uh, Denver wins. Denver beats the Giants as we mentioned, twenty-seven to thirteen. In a game where Daniel Jones probably fumbled it away at a key time. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, who I know you've always loved.
4: Loved him coming out of college after the knee injury. though, I really compromised this kid. It did.
5: 28 of 36, though. 264, two touchdowns, no picks, sacked twice. Melvin Gordon, uh, 11 for 101. He did have a 70-yard touchdown scamper to account for most of that. Uh, Jerry Judy had six catches for 72 yards before he was carted off early in the third quarter. They're calling it a high ankle sprain, which I guess is good news, um, given what it could have been. Noah Fant six catches for sixty two. The Broncos were seven of fifteen on third down. They were three of three on fourth down in their victory. Good for the Broncos one and zero out of the shoot. Uh, Taking on Jacksonville was that who he said yes at Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville loses as we mentioned to Houston and loses badly. Loses by the score of thirty seven to twenty one as three and a half point road favorites. Rookie coach, rookie quarterback, three and a half point road favorites in the National Football League. Well, Trevor Lawrence in his debut was 28 of 51 for 332, threw 51 passes for 332, three touchdowns, three picks, one sack. The 14th straight quarterback selected number one overall to lose or tie his first career start. Welcome to the NFL, as they say. DJ Chark Jr., three catches for 86 and a touchdown. Marvin Jones Jr., five catches for 77 and a touchdown. They were only the Jaguars, three of 11 on third downs against the Texans. Ten penalties for 82 yards. Got to clean that up. The Jags have lost 16 straight football games. The first team to do that since the 2017 Browns. I think, Chrissy, the Jaguars are going to be epically bad. I really do. I see too much of Steve Spurrier in Urban Meyer's whole shtick has a chief of staff you have to get through to talk to him. And I just don't think, you know, he didn't play the middle eight correctly in that game either. I just think there's some things, the nuances he doesn't get. I'll say Denver. I put it in no man's land. Denver minus five and a half on the road.
4: Uh, I My power ratings come to six. I I'm I see it almost all six. I see a four out there. I think that might be just a computer glitch. Uh but I'm going to open six. I think it's a good number. I don't. I don't want to get too excited about the Broncos. I think they beat a very, very bad team. Even I though I'm, you're right. I mean, I've loved Teddy Bridgewater since he was at Louisville. But I, you know, since that knee injury, he's just not. I feel sorry for him. Uh, Jacksonville. I know a guy. Uh, I don't want to say his name because you know I don't want him to have to carry this burden. But he told me the day they hired Urban Meyer, he told me, "Goes, this guy's going to be a disaster in the pros." Going to be a disaster, yeah. So far, he certainly looks right, yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of flaws in this Jacksonville team, and, and I'll <laughs> I so it's, it's the old fire alarm, is yeah, it, yeah. Is that what it is? Okay, yeah. um, anyway, I, 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 and I also want to say, I think Trevor Lawrence. I hope he's great because, like I said, I want the league to thrive, and part of that would be Trevor Lawrence being being good. They said he was the best prospect since Andrew Luck. I don't think he's anywhere near as good as Andrew Luck was. I don't think so. You know, I
5: said, and we, we did previews all off season. We all had so many months to talk about every team in so many ways. And I said on primetime action, every time we talked about the Jaguars, I always brought it up because I'm like, I think this needs to be voiced. Are we 100% sure Trevor Lawrence is generational? And, you know, because the last two, you know, when he ended both his his last two seasons in college football, he was not the best quarterback on the field in either of those games. And I'm just like, why are we so convinced?
4: I don't know. I I said, uh, you know, unfortunately we'll never know because Andrew Luck had a very short career because of injuries and whatever. I thought Andrew Luck had a chance to be in the discussion as the greatest quarterback of all time. That's a wow. hell of a leap. You loved it. Yes. I did love him. Yeah. And I, and you know, they keep telling you that Trevor Lawrence was you know, as good as Andrew Luck. Nah, I, just, I don't see it. I mean, I think he's going to be real good. I think he deserved to be the number one draft choice. But Andrew Luck, I, I see him nowhere near that and, good. And in defense of Trevor Lawrence, and I've
5: said this many times, my famous line is as someone who grew up loving the Washington football team, I always say if Peyton Manning was drafted by Washington, he never would have become Peyton Manning. Sure. I can't prove that. People are going to say, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Okay, maybe because he had some sort of pedigree and Archie Manning was his dad, he would have been okay. Yeah, But y- your situation matters so much in the NFL, unlike other sports, right? Where yeah. Talent in basketball sure. wins no matter what. Um, baseball, yeah, if you're a
4: pitcher, you know, right. I mean, Steve Carlton, won 27 games for that That's right. Philly team that won whatever they won, 58, I think, right. something like that.
5: Baseball, right, baseball's an individual sport disguised yeah. as a team sport. In football, man, if you're a quarterback, Legacies have been determined, and we can't prove this by the situation you end up in. Well, how about
4: Matthew Stafford?
5: Yeah. Well, we'll see. Or one
4: game in, you know, but so far so good, I would say. Exactly
5: right. We'll see about that. And Trevor Lawrence may have just ended up in the worst possible situation. Uh, So six is what you're putting up for that. Six. And
4: that's exactly what my power ratings come to.
5: Jeffrey. The New York Jets
6: hosting the New England Patriots is next.
5: Uh, Your New York Jets, Jeff Parles. Uh, they lose to Carolina. We mentioned that earlier, 19 to 14. They had a two-point conversion try, which could have uh, adjust, which could have determined who won ATS.
4: That uh, would have been nice. <laughs> I gotta tell you, <laughs> don't get greedy. Don't get
5: greedy. You won enough. Uh, New England's at the Jets. New England, of course, as we mentioned, loses to the uh, Dolphins, 17 to 16. Damian Harris late fumble was really brutal. Uh, but New England had. Here's the thing with New England, and I know we're going back into a previous season. They've lost 14 of 23, so they really have to get off the schneid here uh, with this new quarterback, Mac Jones, who is 29 of 39 for 281. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked once. You know what? He looked, he looked just fine. He did. He looked, yeah. he looked very solid. Damian Harris is I mean, 23 for 100 yards, but that fumble loss, first and 10 at the Miami 11 with 335 left in this game in Miami, up 17 to 16. He fumbles, and New England never saw the ball again. Right. Just like just like with Washington and the Chargers. Washington never saw the ball again. 635 left. Long, sustained game-ending drive. Could we
4: give some coaching credit to Miami there? Yes. Okay, good. I think we yeah, should. Absolutely.
5: Aguilar, 5 of 72 and a touchdown for New England as well. Uh, they were 11 of 16 on third down in defeat. And as far as the Jets, uh, Zach Wilson, 20 of 37 for 258. Two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked six times. Jeffrey Parlay, New York Jets fan, says he was fine. He just didn't have any time. Is that correct? Mostly. Uh,
6: the Jet offensive line played as bad of a game as I remember him playing. Yeah. And if the quarterbacks were swapped in that game, it might have been 38 nothing Carolina. And Makai Beckton,
5: Makai Beckton with an injury which I haven't seen the word on, but it looks like it could be. Sprained meniscus. Oh, that's actually better than I thought. That's
6: what the report was as of last night.
5: Okay, that's big. Corey Davis, their new acquisition, of course, five catches, 97 yards, two touchdowns, but only 252 total yards for the Jets, 45 rushing yards. That's it. Zero points on their first nine possessions. I'll say New England. we got to be more than three, but it won't be six. I'll say New England minus four.
4: Uh, I see four and a half and five. Mm -hmm. My power ratings come to five. I'm going to open at five. I think it's a decent place to start. We'll see if they want to take me down to four or up to a six.
5: Can I say something here? These lines have been kind of easy to make-ish this So far, okay.
4: As I, I jinxed myself, yeah, I was gonna say, boy, you're, <laughs> you're really putting it out there. I don't know, <laughs> it's only a matter of time before <laughs> yeah. I embarrass myself. I see so many, you know, I, I see so many like b- these money line parlays or guys, you can just see them walking away. They go, oh man, free money, you know, yeah. <laughs> boy, please, oh, we're not, that's we're unique. not in that business. Oh, no, 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 when, yeah. whether they, no, I know whether they no.
5: play out that way or not is no, a totally different There's story. a
4: million different things going on. I, I never, I hate to ever say anything's easy in this business because this is. Is hard.
5: Who have, oh, this is, it, like I just said, just opposed against the tennis, the tennis hardcore season I just talked about. This is, this is the biggest thing we can sort of impart. We love football. For some of us, it's the first thing we ever loved. I'm raising my hand. Like, I wouldn't eat on Thanksgiving when I was six years old. My parents were like, what is this alien child? Because I lost my appetite because Washington lost. Oh, yeah. They're like, what, what have we given birth to? But it doesn't mean it's the sport that's the most profitable to bet on, but we can't help ourselves.
4: Oh, it's it's Get the greatest sport, you know, and and it's fine. I mean, here I am. I've been doing this. I've been here in the valley since '79. Friday night going into Saturday, I hardly slept. Yeah. Saturday night going into Sunday, I hardly slept. I got home last night. I told my wife, I got to get some sleep tonight. Me too. Because, I mean, my alarm set for 6 this morning to come on this show too. I said, I got to get some sleep. I am dead tired. And it's not any bad. I just still get excited like a little kid. Me too. too.
5: I fell asleep in the middle of the Stanford-USC game, and I had in-game action (laughs) pending. And that's how tired I was. But it's all out of excitement for football. Um. In the end, by the way, my uh, millions, I end up 2-3. I hit Carolina, and I hit the Rams, but I lose on the Damian Harris fumble for New England, the Dalvin Cook fumble, which should have been a push, really, in Minnesota, and my worst call of the day, which I have no excuse for, is
4: Atlanta, which
5: was just horrific.
4: Yeah, I guess we'll get to them, too, pretty soon.
5: Yeah, so. sadly we will. Coming back with Chris Andrews, Guessing Lines, a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
7: Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: We get tweets. At Beating the Book, always appreciated. Jeff Kuykendall, what a refreshing way to start my day. Guessing Lines with Chris and Gil. Enjoy your day, guys. You too, Jeff. Appreciate it. Uh, It's just like riding a bike. Um doing this uh, every Monday morning is a joy to do it with Chrissy an honor and a privilege uh, more tweets here this is from uh, Tom Collins Chris do you believe that the bills should be a favorite after that week one performance
4: yeah I mean yes. you know let's not go over I like think I said I think they could be a little disappointing but I mean everybody had them pencilling in for 13 and four I'm thinking more maybe like 11 and What were my 11 and six? six? It's so
5: hard to figure that out. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah.
4: (laughs) Yeah. After all these years, now you got to add one more game to the mix. Yeah.
5: Not hard to do the math, just you have to tweak your brain for a yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, 17. Uh, Greg V at uh, NJNY, enjoying Guessing Lines live for the first time. Used to wait for the podcast to listen to it for years. I do have one thing to say as someone who was a Giants, uh, who was at Giants Broncos. Yes, they're a bad football team. He's talking about the Giants. But I'd blame Scheme more than the players right now. Jason Garrett, man, he said.
4: Yeah. Mm. Um, Interesting.
5: Tom Collins, please send a photo of Chris and his tie, please. <laughs> we'll,
4: we'll have to do that. We'll have to do that after. We'll have to do that after the show.
5: And here's a Craig Parlay, the the man who spawned Jeffrey Parlay, uh, so right about the importance of the situation for a young quarterback. Probably why Peyton Manning went back to Tennessee for his last season instead of coming out in a year when our Jets had the first pick in the draft. Good call by Peyton or Archie. Puts in parentheses and then Phil Weiss. Uh, Parley just said the Jets' offensive line played the worst he could remember. He must have amnesia. Shaking my head. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> All right. Are we afternoon games now? Afternoon?
6: 405 Eastern. Yes. We're going to, going to the desert. The Vikings
5: at the Cardinals. And 405 Eastern. So we will have a start, as we didn't yesterday until 25 after the hour. Uh, but 405 Eastern, 105 Pacific. Uh, I'm going to gush about the Cardinals a minute. First of all, Minnesota. Minnesota loses, as we mentioned, to the Bengals in overtime, 27-24, to 24, a game where they were down two touchdowns, and Zach Taylor decided, you know what, we're going to go for it on fourth down at our own 30, up two touchdowns, and that really did spur the Vikings' rally. The Vikings tie it at the end of regulation. Good job by Joseph, their kicker who was iced, made a 52-yarder, and then even after the icing, made a 52-yarder. Uh, to send it to overtime. And then Dalvin Cook, the the Vikings were there to to push this game and to win it, and he fumbles in plus territory. Brutal Cousins, 36 of 49 for 351, two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked three times. Dalvin Cook, 20 for 61 and a touchdown, but that key fumble in overtime. Adam Thielen, nine catches, 92 yards, two touchdowns. And here's another thing with the Vikings, 12 penalties for 116 yards. And then there's Arizona. And I really feel this was the most impressive team of week one. Arizona goes on the road and beats Tennessee, and I mean crushes them. 38 to 13, all 38 of their points in the first three quarters. Kyler Murray, 21 of 32 for 289, four touchdown passes, one pick, was sacked twice, five carries for 20 yards, an additional touchdown. Those are career highs in touchdown passes for him, four, and total touchdowns, five. DeAndre Hopkins, best wide receiver of the NFL. Can't, yeah, I can't be debated off this position. Six catches for 83 yards, two touchdowns. Christian Kirk, five for 70 and two touchdowns, including a great Dave Casper over the shoulder catch in the end zone. Dave Casper reference. Seven of 13 on third down for
4: Arizona. We lost 95% of our listeners. <laughs>
5: uh, they were seven of 13 on third down. And Chandler Jones, uh, five quarterback sacks, three in the first quarter, three in the first quarter. Ties the franchise record with uh, the three first quarter sacks. Two forced fumbles. Five sacks and two forced fumbles for Chandler Jones. He's your defensive player of the year through week one. Plus two in turnovers, the uh, Cardinals were. As I said, uh, three three turnovers to one. They crushed Tennessee, 38-13. to 13. Chris, I, I think Arizona, I am really considering some futures play on, plays on them. Because I've seen this. You don't often see teams come out of the shoot like this. I think there's something special. I said Arizona minus six.
4: You're high, I I'm low. It. It's are the, the real numbers like right in the middle. It's like four, four and a half. What did you have? Three. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I... We've had this discussion numerous times. I'm still not quite a believer in Kyler Murray. I know. And, uh, I, you know, on a one-game basis, yeah. But, I mean, how can this kid hold up? He is a little guy. Now, we've been around. You know, Lincoln Kennedy has come into this studio a couple times because he does the show with Brent for the Raiders. He's, could you imagine that guy falling on top of <laughs> Kyler Murray? Except he he would nev- squash him. Except he could never catch him. Uh, I, I know that. I yeah. just, you know, and I, I don't like their coach. I don't like Kingsbury. I
5: am not sold on him. Yeah, their sure.
4: defense is good. Uh, Pam has a cousin who works at the Marriott, I think it's the Marriott, right next door to the stadium. And, you know, so she sees a lot of players from both teams. She, you know, she told Pam just the other day you cannot believe how big J.J. Watt is. And you know he's still pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. You know he's not what he was two three years ago, but he's still pretty good. That defense I thought is what really impressed me yesterday. Uh, once, I only came to three. I I know I'm short on it. Um, what does the number end up being then? Uh, it's four, four and a half. That's what you're one, post. right? That, yeah, i I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna post four. Um, I'm still waiting for the. Vikings to be what they were two years ago or three years ago, whatever it was, when they you know, luckily beat New Orleans in the, that bad call game that uh, changed pass interference. Yeah. So, um,
5: I think that's my favorite pick so far.
4: Yeah, I could see where it would be. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm still just not convinced. There's a lot of things for Arizona I'm still not quite convinced on, but I'm going to be the first to say I, I very easily could be wrong.
5: Well, I could be too, but I don't, I don't know. After yesterday, I'm thinking uh, big things for this team. Jeff, next. Atlanta at Tampa Bay. All right, Atlanta just absolutely my worst pick of the week. And, oh God, were they bad. Matty Ice, 21 of 35 for 164. No touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked three times. They were 3 of 14 on third downs against Philadelphia, who, again, beat Atlanta by the score of 32 to 6, with Atlanta three-and-a-half-point favorites in that game. Good Lord, man, was that bad. Um What else can I tell you? 260 total yards of offense, 12 penalties for 99 yards. Anyway, you slice it, they were awful. And Tampa Bay is going to be on extra rest here. Tom Brady coming off that Thursday night game where he was 32 of 50 for 379, four touchdowns, two picks, no sacks against the Cowboys. Antonio Brown, if you remember, five for 121 and a touchdown. Chris Godwin, nine for 105 and a touchdown. Gronk, eight for 90 with two touchdowns against Dallas. Uh, And Tampa Bay won that game. Field goal with two seconds left minus 3 in turnovers with 11 penalties for 106 yards and as Paul Carr told us on Friday since 2000 teams that had 11 plus penalties and a turnover differential of minus 3 or worse headed into that game on Thursday were 290 and 1 <laughs> make it 390 and 1 yeah after that uh Tampa Bay's got to be a double digit favorite i'm going to say 10 and a half
4: yeah, I'm not going to say I like your number better. It's 13. My power rating's come to 12. I really I honestly think the 13 is a little too high as bad as I think Atlanta is. Yeah. Uh but while we're talking about some sort of intangibles, you know, first of all, okay, Tom Brady, there's, you know, intangible number 1. But Bruce Arians and the the two coordinators, Byron Leftwich, who is Still, fairly. I guess he's probably about forty, maybe something like that. Mm-hmm. Loved this kid in college. Um, had a pro career that was maybe a little compromised because of a bad leg. I know when he came to the Steelers, and he played a little bit when Roethlisberger got hurt. But universally among the Steelers, they said what a great teammate he was. Now he's, you know, an offensive coordinator. I think he's pretty darn good, and I think this kid got. Future head coaching in front of him. Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator, maybe was not the greatest head coach. He certainly was not. But he's a hell of a defensive coordinator. Sometimes you just have to kind of find your level. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's Todd Bowles' level. But I'll tell you what, he's among the best in the league as a defensive coordinator. So I think you look at Brady, Arians. You know, Lefwich, bowls. I mean, there's a lot of really good intangibles on this team. All 22 guys back. So, I'm singing the praises of Tampa Bay. I love Tampa Bay. Who wouldn't? But I think his number's a little too high. It's, it's Thir- a lot. You know, I I mean, I'm going to open 13 because nobody's going to beat down the doors about the Falcons against Tampa Bay. I promise you that. But uh, I do think the number's a little bit high. A gun to my head, I would take the, take the Falcons here. And, you know, I know they have extra time to prepare, the Tampa Bay does, but are they going to let down a little bit? Maybe maybe not concentrate quite so much against a, a very poor team when they won such a big game on the opener on Thursday night. I don't, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm reaching here, but no. I just think the number's a little high.
5: No, I, I mean, I think you're obviously you're right in general about teams, but the, the Brady factor, right? Like, I just wonder yeah. if teams like like that where have Tom Brady screaming at him all week, do let down. Like after, oh look, we had eleven, we had eleven penalties. Yeah. We, you know, we were minus three in turnovers. There's so much for them to clean up, even after that win. And I wonder, uh, but you're right about thirteen because it's one of these games where I could see Tampa Bay winning by four touchdowns. Yeah. and I could see Atlanta keeping it relatively close. Yeah, you,
4: know, you look at some of these yeah. games. Yeah, you know, like Detroit's a perfect example. Yeah. Yesterday we were talking about it in there. You know, if you're getting more than seven in an NFL game, yeah. you could have no chance whatsoever to win the game and still cover that number.
5: That's the thing about the NFL it is. like the difference between the good teams and the bad is the great equalizer the spread it just becomes I'll say it for the first time this year because I uh, I said it many years ago for the first time relating the old Prices Right game where you throw the metal disc down uh, the game of Plinko and it bounces against the rungs and all of a sudden goes crazy and it lands in a slot ATS wise that's yeah. the NFL that's the NFL in most of these we'll come back more afternoon games on Guessing Lines a numbers game at Visa and the Sports Betting Network Gil Alexander, Chrissy Andrews, Jeff Parlay is here as well. Has the Greg Peterson experience begun, Jeffrey Parlay? Has that begun? The oh. Bet Center this weekend. Okay.
6: And this upcoming weekend, is there going to be
5: well? a Greg Peterson experience?
6: Greg Peterson did host from ten to one Pacific time on Saturday into Sunday.
5: I think I need a show, a dedicated show called the Greg Peterson Experience. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, maybe it's just me. Um, okay, by the way, just let me just say this too random thought. We won't be able to elaborate. i probably, Jeff and I will elaborate on this more tomorrow. But having multiple survivor entries is the most overrated thing going. James Salinas said this. James Salinas, who's won a super contest, finished third and finished 26th, said this about having multiple circummillions or, or, or ATS contest entries, I should say. He was a super contest, not circummillions. He was like, all it does is just confuse him. And I completely agree. Completely agree.
4: Should we call James Salinas like the Zen handicapper? Because he's kind of like that. Yeah. You know, he really is. Yeah. You know. He's Zen. It's hard to pick his exact methodology, but it absolutely works for him. He used to. He.
5: I mean, when he had more time and didn't have like his big job that he has now, he would watch more game film than any yeah. human being alive. So I mean, he and he was pretty open about what he did. Now I'm not so sure he's got to like.
4: Yeah. No. But he's he you know. still, his opinion needs to be respected. Yes. Great dude. Great dude too.
5: All right, uh, still afternoon. What do we
6: got here, Jeff? We now move into the national TV window of 4:25 Eastern. The Tennessee Titans at the Seattle
5: Seahawks. All right, so that's Seattle that uh, excuse me, that Tennessee loss that we talked about against Arizona. Just to review, 38 to 13. A lot of people have the Titans Titans were the short shot to win the NFC to win the AFC North, not the Browns at some places. Tennessee, worst home loss since 2015. Those, uh, how many points was it? 25-point loss. Worst home loss since 2015. First quarter, the Titans had minus one total yards, three punts, and a lost fumble. Is that good? (laughs) Tannehill was 21 of 35 for 212. One touchdown, one pick. He was sacked six times. And Derrick Henry... Was 17 of 58. He only had one carry for 10-plus yards. 248 total yards of offense for Tennessee. They were minus two in turnovers. And then there is Seattle. Seattle beats Indianapolis 28-16. to They got Russell Wilson. Wilson, 18 of 23 for 254. Four touchdowns, no picks, sacked three times. It is his 11th career game with four-plus touchdowns and zero picks. That's the seventh most all-time. Straight to the Hall of Fame, this dude. First half he was nine of eleven for one sixty-six and three touchdowns. It's like Katie Barred the door. By the way, the touchdown passes were things of beauty. Lockets, both of Lockets, four for hundred, two touchdowns, were gorgeous. Carson, Chris Carson, that is, on the ground, ninety-one rushing yards, twenty-six receiving. Seattle has won thirteen of their last fourteen played in the Eastern time zone including the playoffs. So whenever we talk about that, oh, Eastern time zone, body clock thing with Seattle, forget about it. Yeah. It doesn't apply to them. In fact, just the opposite. I'll say Seattle by six. Is that an overreaction?
4: It, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but maybe not. And the number is five and a half, personally. Oh, okay. okay, so my my numbers come to closer to four Okay, so a couple things here. First of all, home field advantage. We're talking about uh, Seattle's huge home field advantage. It's not that big of a home field advantage. It's not that they're not tough at home. They're tough anywhere they play. That's right. You know, so, That's I mean, right. that, it's not just, advan- you know, what's the differential between home and road? I mean, they're good anywhere they play. Yeah. Uh, two things to take note of yesterday. Uh, the sharp handicappers bet against uh, the Titans. They also bet on Seattle. You have to take that into account when you're doing your evaluations, maybe you're adjusting your power ratings. Did I have the Titans too high uh, in my head power rating-wise? Probably. And I haven't adjusted for that yet. Did I have the Seahawks rated a little too low? A little. A, a little, little. little. You know, I raised them half a point on my power rating. Again, I hate to overreact too much week one. But they might be better than that. You know, Right now I have half a point worse than – Than the Niners half a point worse than the Rams. I have to take another look at that. I'm not sure that's right. And not to say anything bad about those other two teams. I'm just saying Seattle's right there. And I'm like you. I've said a million times on the show. I almost need to beat Russell Wilson every week, and I hate it because this kid is so good.
5: Are the best five teams in the NFC all four teams in the (laughs) NFC West in Tampa Bay? I think so. Like well, that,
4: you know, let's not go crazy on Green Bay yet. That's one bad game. Oh, I'm, Come on, I'm going with it. By, nah. the, way, by
5: the way, about Ryan Tannehill, do you, does he fall in the Josh Allen category for you? Like, uh-oh, maybe not so great.
4: Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe. I mean, he, you know, a lot of a lot of players, you know, their trajectories like this. Yes. A lot of them, it's like this. Tannehill, and he might be this.
5: And, when you, and when you say the sharp bettors were doing what they were doing, you're talking about your South Point sharp.
4: Bet. Yeah, no, guys I respect, but, I mean, not just here at the South Point. You can see the move, you yeah. know, on the whole screen. Yeah. They bet against, on one team and against the other team. I mean, sometimes you have to weigh that, and, and what were they doing, actually? Were they betting on Arizona? Is that one of the things? Were they, were they betting against the Colts? Right. You know, I'm not sure.
5: What, uh, what are you posting, finally, on this one?
4: I hadn't said yet. Oh, uh. <laughs> uh, I'm going to open five and a half.
5: Five and a half. Okay. I had six, but. Uh, I can get with five and a half too. Um just because yeah, I don't want to re- overreact. I don't love that game. Uh what's next, Jeff? Last afternoon game. Cowboys
6: at the Chargers.
5: Cowboys at the Chargers. Cowboys extra rest loose to Tampa Bay on a uh field goal with two seconds left from Ryan uh suck up on uh was it Ryan yeah, Suck Up on, se- on Thursday? No, um Dallas. Um, Dak Prescott in that game Thursday, forty two of fifty-eight for 403 58 passes for 403 three touchdowns one pick he was sacked once amari cooper 13 catches for 139 and two touchdowns cd lamb seven for 104 and a touchdown but cd lamb was targeted a bunch of times that he couldn't connect um chargers as we mentioned beat washington chargers, um washington chargers beat washington. washington hey jeffrey we can hear you by the way back there Chargers beating washington uh and doing so, twenty to sixteen, as I mentioned, that last drive, six thirty-five, where they just held the ball late, never gave it up, and, and iced that game away. Uh, Justin Herbert, thirty-one of forty-seven. How about his year in a game? And again, we yeah. wouldn't have, we would never seen Justin Herbert if Terod Taylor's lung hadn't been punctured, yeah. mistakenly. That. Anthony Lynn wasn't wasn't going to go with Herbert. Thirty-one of forty-seven for three thirty-seven. One touchdown, one pick. He was sacked twice. Austin Eckler, 15 of 57 a touchdown. Uh, Keenan Allen, 9 catches, 100 yards. Mike Williams, 8 for 82, and a touchdown. They were 14 of 19 on third down. Like, Washington just couldn't get them off the field.
4: That's amazing.
5: Couldn't get them off the field. 14 of 19. Oh, so frustrating for a uh, Washington home experience that featured sewage spilling from the upper deck onto fans on the lower deck. I didn't hear that. Oh, it was disgusting. That place has been a dump since day one. Daniel Snyder, when the rest of football moved uh, to cities, he went uh, out. Don't get me started. I think I already started. Uh, uh, Chargers by three. There's nothing else I want I, I could think of here.
4: You know, my numbers come to two. It's two and a half. Uh, but I see some – it looks like it's starting to move up a little bit. So I wouldn't be surprised if we get to three. But I'm going to open two and a half. Mm. Um i got to say, I was very impressed with Dak Prescott. Didn't know what to think after that ankle injury yeah. yesterday. Some guys come back, some guys don't. Justin Herbert, though, talked about the importance of good coaching. He had horrible coaching last year, and he still was great. Yes. So now, I mean, it's too early to tell about this new coaching staff, but it can't be much worse than the old regime. Uh, but I think this kid, we're talking about trajectories, his is going like this, and I don't see that stopping. At least not yet. So we'll have to see. But I'm going to open two and a half. They bet me up to three. Uh, maybe they will, and uh, I could see that, but that's still what I'm going to open. Yeah. I'm a little
5: surprised that it's less than three, but I think you're right. I think it will be three, maybe by the time we finish this show or certainly by the end of
4: the day. Well, We're watching. We'll see.
5: Um, chargers in the end, about what
4: you thought they would be? Yeah, I Why? think they're really good. I mean, I, I you know, there's a couple teams that I thought it was – it's hard to bet Super Bowl futures. It's hard to get value unless yeah. you really – I mean, can they beat Kansas City and get a – you know a buy you know and you know I just don't think so Again, you know.
5: getting back to the first thing I said on the show that the number one pick in Circa Millions by a lot was Washington versus the Chargers 1405 people had them as a pick and I just listen I'm a Washington I grew up a Washington fan this was the most closely lined game there was I just don't understand that pick even if
4: it worked out for you I don't understand it you know can I you know just some general advice and I mean I'm in some contests, so I'm you know, probably going against myself. When you see those kind of moves, not lot you want to bet against them. I mean, if you do, that's fine. But, you know, you should probably pass on that game. You know, if it wins and you won along with it, you didn't gain anything. You just stayed even with the pack. You know, and if it loses, you really lost quite a bit. So you probably just want to stay away from games like that. That you know, the rest of the, the whole rest of the contest is on. You just probably want to pass. If, if we're you, getting into some game theory there, but that, that yeah. I believe is the truth.
5: Oh, for sure, that's that's the game theory to, to play. I just in week one for me. If, if you had asked me, all right, give me your best bet as to what will be the most. Act, the most randomly picked or the most or the most picked of all circa millions against the spread numbers i would have lost a lot of money picking against that one that's for sure we'll come back prime time games and what we like best on our debut inaugural not inaugural but debut guessing lines of the year right here on our numbers game at VC the sports betting network
0: did you miss we
5: get tweets at beating the book mike alvarez great to hear you guys together today Chris, can you wait until after the Super Bowl to limit Gilly on his tennis bets? We don't want guessing lines to get awkward. <laughs> so there's that. When's Indian Wells? Uh, in three weeks. <laughs> okay. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't do that. Bainbridge, Deweese, guessing lines, bingo. I like your number better. Extract value. Can't be anything but minus three. Tribute to the old Stardust show with Roxy
4: Roxborough. Plinko. I hate giving personal <laughs> advice, but can I give Vainbridge, Louise a little personal advice? Yes. You need to tweet more because he's had a couple <laughs> hilarious things. That one actually made me laugh out loud. That is pretty funny. He's right. We hit all those. Uh, we did. Every
5: single one of those. Uh, Scott C. Gil and Chris, you guys are the best. Relatively new VEASAN listeners. So happy to hear guessing lines for the first time. Then one day is full of insight and entertainment. Chris. That
4: is your book, then one day available at Amazon and wherever books available, are sold. And my new book should be coming out very, very soon. We'll tease it. We, we don't have too much time left. Okay. But we wanted to have it out by football. Obviously, we didn't make it. But they're telling me it should be, uh, to quote Anthony Curtis, it's rolling now. It's rolling now. Whatever that means. I'm not a publisher. A different kind of book in a way? Oh, a different kind. We'll talk. Yeah, okay. We'll have more time.
5: Okay. Um, guessing lines. Greater than every other show, says JC, uh, jkip61. Thank you. It's very kind of you. Um, We love doing it. That's for sure. All right. Two more games. They're both the primetime games Sunday night. Kansas City at Baltimore. All right. Baltimore hasn't played. They play tonight again at the Raiders at Allegiant. First uh, regular season game at Allegiant with fans. By the way, have you been to Allegiant?
4: Yeah. Spectacular. It is. It really is. Yeah.
5: KC uh, wins yesterday. They beat the Browns. We talked about this earlier. Um, Kansas City, really that game, you know, they were down nine relatively late, and then there was that punt uh, where Cleveland lines up in punt formation for the very first time once again and just absolutely, absolutely botched by their punter, Jamie Gillen. Uh, they, They were up 29 to 27. The Browns were with 842 left. The snap hits him right in the hands. He drops it. And then instead of just punting it, looking up to see if there's anybody around him and punting it, nope, he just picks it up without thinking and just runs. appear to be plenty of room. And you know how that goes. Kansas City ends up winning that game uh, by the final score of 33-29. to 29. Mahomes, 27 of 36 for 337. Three touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. Five uh, carries for 18 yards as well for a touchdown in September. Patrick Mahomes' lifetime in September. 11-0. and 35 touchdowns, zero picks. <laughs> You're supposed to have a ratio. You can't have a ratio divided by zero. I'm not sure how that works. Uh, again, divide by zero. It doesn't work out. Tyreek, 11 for 197, a touchdown, one carry for four yards, which means he had over 200 yards of total offense. Kelsey, 6 for 76, two touchdowns. The Chiefs were 9 of 13 on third down. They were plus two in turnovers, including that Baker Mayfield pick that sealed it late. Andy Reid, 9-0 and o career versus the Browns. Wow. He loves killing the Browns. Um, OK, we don't know about Baltimore, but Kansas City is going to be a road favorite. And Baltimore has all these injuries. Again, we don't know what the spread is going to be necessarily because we don't know what's going to happen with Baltimore tonight. Um, but I would say Kansas City would be a a non-negligible favorite on the road. I, I would say
4: what's that mean in English
5: five and a half. I'll say, whoa, you say you're not as not that not that high. No, no. Four. It's two and a half. Oh, I disagree. And that's exactly what give me, my
4: – Give me Kansas City all okay. day. That's exactly what my power ratings come to, i got to say. And I've downgraded – With all these injuries to Baltimore? Well, I mean, I've downgraded them a bit, you know, but we haven't seen it yet. You I know think they mean? may lose tonight. It, the, I, yeah, I like the Raiders tonight myself, you know, but I don't want to go overreacting. And, you know, <laughs> believe me, that's, you know – we see that all the time after Week One, and here we are heading into Week One. Yeah. And I would say this: the Chiefs seem to win a lot of close games. I don't have that number right with me. Maybe you know one of our listeners does, but um, I, I, that would be a take for me. I think you know. Let's not go crazy yet over Baltimore, but I have downgraded them with all the injuries that they've had. So they've you, had quite a bit. So you have two and a half,
5: and I said five and a half. Yeah, I, and
4: that's what it is. You know, it'll I mean, be interesting. It's two and a half. I will. I
5: bet you by game time next week it'll be five and a half. I'll bet you a dollar. Dollar, okay. you got it. One dollar, one United States dollar. Onion. Okay, <laughs> just, just want to get the turnips oh. right. Yeah. I have an Australian dollar in my office. But, you know. Don't come in here with a Canadian dollar. <laughs> I love a the loony. Can, though I love the Canadians. Uh, Okay, but we don't know what that is because we don't know what it's going to be. No, it's two and and a half. It is two and a half. See
4: right now, right?
5: But what I'm saying is, what we're talking about is after game, after week one games are played.
4: Yeah, and and like I said, I kind of like the Raiders tonight, you know. But I still, I two and a half is what my power ratings come to, and I'm my story, and I'm sticking to it. Okay, Monday night, what is it? The Detroit Lions,
6: and oh boy, the Packers, Gil. Okay, what do you make of the Packers?
5: Uh, I said before that I have Minnesota to win the NFC North, and I just said I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers can sustain what he did last year, especially after a janky offseason where he was not around. And I, he's a Hall of Famer; he's the greatest, but even he can't just show up. And yesterday we saw that. I didn't listen; I didn't expect this though. New Orleans beats them thirty-eight to three at Jacksonville as three and a half point home dogs. Um, and then Detroit, we talked about they were down 24 with two minutes left and somehow we're down eight with the ball at the San Francisco 24 could have scored and get a two point conversion to force overtime. That was unbelievable. Jared Goff in his Lions debut 38 for 57, 338. Three touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked three times. T.J. Hawkinson, eight catches for 97 and a touchdown. Jamal Williams, nine uh, nine carries, 54 yards, a touchdown, eight catches for 56. DeAndre Swift, 11 carries for 39 yards, eight catches for 65 yards and a touchdown. But a lot of this was garbage, right? Garbage garbage oh, yeah. time.
4: Oh, yeah. The last two
5: minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Take those away, yeah. Rodgers, the aforementioned Aaron Rodgers, 15 of 28 for 133. No touchdowns, two picks. He was sacked once. The Packers pulled Rodgers. Lafleur pulled him. With just under 11 minutes left in the game, down 38 to three, there's no point in him being in there anymore. Yeah. I might as well give Love a little bit of yeah. playing time. Why not? Jordan Love ended up five of seven for 68, no touchdowns, no picks, and a sack. Uh, worst loss of Aaron Rodgers' career on the scoreboard. Worst loss of his career. They were one of two. The pack. One of. Pardon me. The Packers were one of ten on third down. One of ten, 229 total yards, which I believe is the lowest total yardage output of any team in the league this this week. And they were minus three in turnovers. And yet all of that said, I say the Packers by 10.
4: Well, you're closer than me. It's 10 and a half. My power ratings come to 13. I did not downgrade the Packers much, you know, half a point. And they looked horrible. And I never saw Rodgers look as bad as he did yesterday. I mean, he looked abysmally bad. But I mean, come on, man! I mean, let's not overreact. I, I think, I think this number. You yeah, know, we got a dollar bet on that other one. I'll bet you another dollar here. This one comes closer <laughs> to thirteen by game. Oh time. wow! Yeah, that's how I think. All right, yeah, I think you know. One dollar wager on this. is good thirteen, huh? Yeah. On a Monday night,
5: who knows? We want to do a Canadian dollar on this? One. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's too much to keep track of. All right, so in the end. Yeah. What, what do we – I think I like Arizona the best of the bunch. I, I figured you would. Um, and if and if Baltimore ends up – nothing ends up happening to Baltimore tonight and they, like, win a game, let's say they win by six or closer to the spread tonight against the Raiders,
4: I'll take Kansas City all day long at that number. Yeah, I, I could see where you would like that. You know, personally, I'm going to have to go through a little bit. You know, the first team I like is the the Washington football team. Oh, Thursday night. I, I like them Thursday night, you know. Um Hmm. You know, a couple things I I look at, first of all, coaching, you know, veterans. Now, neither team has a great veteran, certainly a quarterback, but I think the coaching staff for Washington is a lot better, you know, and it's going to be a home game. I don't, I'm not big on the home field advantage. We talked about that, but in this case, I think it might mean a little something with that short travel and, uh. You know, I I talked to a couple of people. I thought the Giants were going to be pretty good this year. Man, was I off? There, Would there, I like to amend that? There was a strange cottage industry of
5: people this off season who really wanted to get behind the Giants. Yeah,
4: a- well, I like I, their ownership. You know, they've been there for um, you know since the uh, creation of the NFL. You know, I don't. <laughs> They have been. They have. Man. The, they have. Yeah, yeah. Been. The Mara That's family. Right.
5: You know, That's yeah. right. But that Joe Judge move, calling a timeout when oh, they were man. reviewing a touchdown,
4: that was like the oh, come on. Daniel you Jones, I think I've officially given up.
5: What was that, Daniel Jones stat I said? NFL worst, 18 fumbles lost since entering the league in 2019. Just can't do that. So that, that's how I think that game goes. By the way, I love Tyler Heineke. I think that's a great backup quarterback to have. He's, he might even be better, you know, they might even be better off with him in the short term than with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick's always great, sort of coming in to save the day, kind of Ryan yeah. Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Um, I just see the defense, Washington's defense, making some
4: huge play in determining that game. and by the way, the Giants' defense, which should be the core of the team, very mediocre against a very mediocre or sub-mediocre offense. Totally agree. Chrissy, a pleasure. My pleasure. Glad to be here. We'll do it again next week.
5: For Guessing Lines, for a numbers game, Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay as well. Lombardi Line next at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.